Welcome to the One Speed MMA podcast with yours truly, Justin Flying Smitty Smith and Carson One Speed Wood. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful Sunday here in in uh, just outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. The sun's shining. The snow is finally clearing up off of the ground. Dogs are barking incessantly. Dogs are barking incessantly. Both yours and the neighbor dog. Yep, both neighbor dogs. Maybe they're in heat. Could be because they haven't been fixed yet. Could be. Could be. Khabib, speaking of Khabib, fighting uh, Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah, buddy. What is that, uh, about a month from now? Mm-hmm. But before we get into the future, let's talk about the past a little bit. You can't, if you don't learn the past, you're doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Except unless you're Anderson Silva. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because apparently he thought he it was a Nick Diaz situation and he had done enough to win the fight. However, how did you have that fight scored? 3-2, Bisbing. 3-2, Bisbing. And going into the fifth, I asked you if you thought it was 2-2 um, to, you know, going into that fifth round. So it's very interesting. Um, I think that any any round that Silva decided to have a higher output of punches than Bisbing, or even just a high output of punches, he was he won each of the rounds. I think it was 3-5, and five, right? Yeah. There's been a lot of controversial fights like that, though, lately, where a lot of people say it could have gone either way, and then... They jump on, you know, whoever their favorite fighter was. I think, I think Biz being one, one, two, I think three could have been. I, I think, like they said, if you have to go, if it's a 10 point scoring system, then that one is pretty even. I would have scored it even. Um, what do you mean, even? I would have given it, obviously, you can't do nine, nine. There's a 10 point must, mm-hmm. uh, and you can't go 10, 10. But mm-hmm. I think if there was one, one round in that entire fight that Bisbing looked good at the beginning and then Silva finished strong and it could have been an actual tie round, I think that one would have been it. Which one? Three. Three. And three's when the the uh, knee was thrown to knock out Bisbing. Um, well, it's hard because I, I understand like people's frustration. You look at Bisbing's face, it's hard to say, oh, yeah, well, how could you say that he won if he looks like that? Um but I mean, the thing is, is that it's it's it is scored on a round by round basis. It's not mm. scored on an overall. If you looked at it and you said who won the fight, like if you didn't if you didn't have um, judges judging each round, and you're just like who won the fight, fine Silva. But the fact of the matter is, is really not one of them controlled the octagon more than the other. Eh, Bisbee maybe scored a maybe controlled it a little bit more, but really that was back and forth. Both of them shared time up against the fence, even if it was Silva backing himself up against the fence. I mean, that's part of the scoring. Um, literally no takedowns, right? Not, <laughs> never even an attempt. Uh, well, no, oh, no, no, he tried attempt. one, and it's like you're not going to get that on well, Silva. Bisbing was really smart to try that attempt because he couldn't take any more punches in the face. The The hardest part about this yeah, is... Yeah, he's going to get in the clinch. If he would have stayed there, he's yeah, going to get in the he clinch, he's going to need. yeah. Where was where was Silva's freaking corner to tell him that he needed to either do more or finish that fight? Like this this is to me reminiscent How of How are the, you ever gonna tell him that? Like he's never gonna listen. That, but you would hope. People have been criticizing him since the one Maya fight and then the two Weidman fights. He doesn't change. He's not gonna change. He's out there to have fun, play his game. And yeah. And, and he's I, better than anybody in his corner. <laughs> like Yeah, but at the same time, like the very first fight on this card. The uh, Timur fight, where Timur actually won, he went back after the first round to his corner, and they said, quit in a round. Go finish this. You're better than this Who? guy, Timur. The head, the, he's the one that threw the left, the left uppercut and knocked out his opponent. It, 
beautiful and he was owning it. Um, Svensson, the guy from the Ultimate Fighter that mm-hmm. was supposedly go- supposed to win. That guy couldn't close the distance, couldn't take him down. His striking wasn't good enough. And Tamur just picked him apart and then knocked him out. But um, going back real it's quick. It's different, though, than if you're in that guy's corner as opposed to Anderson Silva. Yeah, yeah. Yes, to a, to a degree. But you're still, as a corner, supposed to get him to win that fight and tell him what he needs to do to win. Um, this fight was reminiscent of one of our favorite fights of Frankie Edgar, Edgar Ben Henderson. When Frankie Edgar seemed to be somewhat controlling the fight, Ben Henderson did an up kick, nailed Frankie Edgar right in the face, and just destroyed his face. Mm, broke his nose, yeah. Right in that one, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was one of the, the worst up kicks I've ever seen. And even though the fight was probably just as even as this Anderson Silva Michael Bisping fight, because Frankie Edgar looked so bad, I mean, he just looked destroyed. Um, it was hard to not give that fight to Ben Henderson, even though I thought it, Frankie Edgar had won that fight. But visibly, Frankie Edgar looked awful. And it's the same thing with Bisbing, where a lot of people are like, look at his face. It was that one knee. If that knee never would have landed, Bisbing wouldn't have looked that bad. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that's not the first time that it's happened. Because that, that's the thing is like when you were saying he, he clipped him again yesterday, and I was like, I don't think he did because he was pulling, pulling more Ali. That's what I tweeted out yesterday that I felt it – it was more reminiscent of Ali Frazier one where Frazier goes to the hospital and his life's being threatened. And Ali's saying that he's never going to fight again if, if uh, Frazier dies, but Frazier won the fight. Um, and you look at Ali's face, he barely even had scuffs on it because like he's always on the outside of the punches, but then he's so accurate, mm-hmm. but Frazier ended up winning. And I feel like it's the same kind of thing where I, it, Technically, like, Bisbing had more control of the fight, landed more punches. He knocked him down twice. Mm-hmm. Round one and round two at the end, mm-hmm. he knocked him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I just, on a round-by-round basis, I, I don't see how anybody really saw, I mean, Silva, for whole parts of the the mat, and, like, and, and Bisbing actually brought it up during his post-fight interview that he had. He said, I'm, I wasn't going to engage him. His whole thing is being a uh, countering fighter, so if he can't counter, he's not typically going to do so well so there was a lot of stalemating which is fine like i thought uh, that it was an exciting exciting fight it's five rounds Uh there's going to be stalemates in a five round fight well and you know that bisbing has amazing cardio so i mean and silva's 40 years old coming off of a long layoff right i mean he did have the nick diaz fight but then even after that he was he was off for a pretty long time so they, they look like they could have gotten another two rounds. I they mean, look good. Physically, Bisbing couldn't have taken another two rounds. If he had one good hit, he would have probably been done. He actually – and that's but the thing is – Their cardio was incredible. It's interesting because Anderson did look a little off the mark like we were talking about. He he always just ducked to the left. It was like left, left, left. And so like he, he used to like, – every, every once in a while you'd see a dodge like his old self where he'd be going – he would be bobbing and weaving all over the place and using capoeira. But then – um. Yeah, I, but he just seemed a little bit slower. But at the same time, even with that, look how good that he did, and look at Biz being even as him a forty-year-old shade of himself. I uh, no. I, the two things that kept annoying me was the Anderson Silva haymakers, where he kept dropping, he kept dropping to the left, like you just mentioned, and throwing the the right that never landed. Not one time did it ever come close, and the reverse elbow that at one time in pride worked really well for him and it looked not pride cage rage oh cage rage thank you and 16. It, it looked impressive and if he would have landed it would have ended the fight but it never landed and he kept throwing it and it i mean it is what it is he can do whatever he wants um 
they're the ones in there fighting and trying to dictate the fight. But I feel like there were things that were working a lot better than than those two, you know, that one elbow and that one overhand right. And he still he, – he just kept going for him. And every time he dropped left to throw that overhand right, Bisbing saw it coming, got out of the way, and then usually when he popped back up, he would catch him with a couple jabs. So um, He also flinched a lot. Did it not seem like that to you? Like he was wincing and flinching when Bisping punches were coming in? Silva. I don't think I don't think he understood why he was getting hit. As weird as that sounds, like I don't think he could I think he thought he was still faster than he was, and every time he got hit, he didn't think that it should have caught him. It's just weird seeing somebody stand in the pocket and even like weaving in and out of the pocket. It he seemed a little bit more and again, like this sounds like a criticism because I mean I still think I, after last night's fight, I I still want to see him fight. Mm-hmm. I was worried that he was going to come out and look sluggish. He was going to look slow. And he did a little bit, but he's, the accuracy is still there. Like, in the athleticism still there. He was throwing flying knees. He was throwing um, back elbows, the reverse elbow that he had to. Um, the talent, I mean, it's not where it was, obviously, three, four years ago, but he, he can still fight. I'll still pay to watch him fight. I don't think he beats top three. I don't think he beats Weidman or Raw Cold. I think if they put Bisbing and him up against each other again, I think he could be, I think he could beat Bisbing. However, I think that this fight meant everything to Bisbing. And, I mean, he even said that afterwards. Like, this fight meant everything to me. He said multiple times, I have to win this fight. You know, I think I'm going to win, which was really weird to say, I think, instead of I'm going to win this fight. Like, I gained a lot of respect for Bisbing after this fight. Like, it was super interesting when he was sitting there next to um, Musasi and um, Amir Kami after the uh, after, during the post-fight conference. And he was like, you know what? Every one of these people that's up here right now is cut from the same cloth. The fact that we're sitting up here and the fact that, you know, we have the heart to get in there and fight, like – my favorite by far was the guy that said, Hey, your UFC game's coming out. If you guys had a finishing move, did you see that? Mm-mm. So the journalist stands up and is like, I just got one question with the UFC two game coming out. If you guys had a finishing move, what would it be? And Michael Bisbing goes, for God's sake, we just got in the fight and put our lives on the line. We don't care about a video game. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just sat back and he goes, and he, he sits back forward and goes with all due respect. But all of the fighters were like, yeah, that's about how we feel. Like, thanks, Bisbing. Because he just was like, what the hell kind of question is that? Like, it's a video game. His face is all bloodied up. And he's like, our lives were just legitimately on the line. And yeah, but who was he with? Game. I mean, I, that, I, fine, I get it. Like, your life was on the line. But, like, how's that any different than you just put your life on the line? Who's next for you? No, I, and I understand. I just thought it was a funny thing for him to be like. It's a video game. <laughs> well, it's a video game that you get you get uh, image rights for and yeah. you get money for. So, no, yeah, no. <laughs> well, it's it's a big deal, and they're they're sponsoring, and there's definitely a lot of licensed dollars that are going to be passed around. But um, just real quick, let's go through this fight. Uh, most impressive, most disappointing is actually what I'm going to go through. Maybe we should actually make that a segment. Most impressive, most disappointing. Um, the first two fights, Tamur. His last name is Tamur, and the other guy's name was Temu, T-E-M-T-E-E-M-U, mm-hmm. um, two, two E's. Anyway, he uh, both of them finished fights really quick. The one guy looked reminiscent of Ian McCall with his with his mustache. Um, Tamur finished in the second round. Svensson 
coming from the Ultimate Fighter, came in looking really confident, couldn't take him down, couldn't really do much, and ended up getting finished with a, a left uppercut, which was just beautiful. Um, the Pakalen fight ended up getting uh, a fight bonus. That one lasted all of 35 seconds. He, uh, I believe it was a body kick. No, I'm getting it confused with the Dempsey. Body, dude. But he got him. He, he clipped him. Saw that he was injured, ran in, and just finished the fight really quick, and then ended up getting uh, choking him out at the end, but it was really KO. He just finished it like that. Um, the other one that was impressive and not as impressive was the Askham Dempsey fight. Askham lost his first fight in the USC. Um, Dempsey, I think, has dropped his last three, so he's most likely gone. But uh, there was an amazing body kick that set up a head kick, and just right in a row, body kick saw that he dropped his hands head kick and just dropped him and it was really good it's actually on our twitter account um three three four oh my goodness there's a lot of disappointing fights on this grant vera by far is the number one disappointing one we watched that that's the one where vera got a point deduction which For we talked about on our last podcast and it's always, on our youtube we're killing it we're killing it we're just on point and that was the one he kept grabbing inside i believe inside of his own glove and inside of his opponent's glove I don't even know why you'd want to be in there. You ever had a cast on? Of course you have. <laughs> I've had Those things of are the on. worst. In, yeah, you've had a lot. I've only ever had one. The worst thing ever was being inside that cast. The thing that annoyed me the most about this is watching the first episodes of The Ultimate Fighter Latin America, which Vera is on, um, season one. He seemed like a, a class act. Like, he seemed like he Ecuadorian, like, humble kid. And then watching him in this fight, you just wanted to, like, grab him by his shoulders and shake him and be like, stop doing what you're doing. Just knock it off. He kept, get, he kept grabbing the cage. He kept putting his freaking... They had to bring a translator in. Yeah. Because, I, and I think that he probably understood, but... Well, he acted like he didn't understand, acted like he didn't understand, and then the ref said, <laughs> turn around. And then when he said turn around, he turned right around. And it's like... And like we talked about in the point deduction, there was a Brazilian fighter that just continually ignoring the judge, and he finally got a point taken away. And so it is what it is, and, and heads up to, to actually take a point away from him. Um, Pickett, Rivera, super sketchy um, decision. Rivera won that fight. Pickett got the decision. They told the hometown judges. Um, Breeze, who was supposed to come in and just— Who were the judges? Is there actually commissions in— in uh, London? I would believe so, but honestly, I don't know 100%. Because they have most of their own judges. No, Herb Dean was there. So did the UFC That wasn't not... a judge. I would be a referee. No, I know, but they still – the commission brings both of them. Unless the yeah. UFC does outside events, then they bring their own. Yeah. But so that's I, what I'm wondering. That's a good question. They bring. I think the, the last time they brought their own, I think, was in an Asian country, and that's when Dana White actually came down and, like, booted one of the judges. But um, I know Brazil's got their own commission. I know that I think most of the UK's got their own commission. I mean, think about how big boxing is in the UK. They've got to have their own commission. Tyson Fury is from from the UK, is he not? Who's the the current heavyweight champion or lightweight champion? Um, Plus the movie Creed, that champion is also British. So I'm sure that (laughs) they've got their own. Um, And so... With that, there's a there was a couple questionable ones. Go ahead. You no, see it? You no, know, uh, no, you're good. Um, Park just... versus Kabalov was really boring, which is sad because both of these guys are exciting fighters. Ended up being a wrestling match, which you kind of expect a little bit. Um, but once again, getting back to Breeze. Breeze versus Nakamura. This one also could have gone either way. Um, Nakamura put up a much better fight 
than anyone expected. They expected Breeze to just go run through him, and Nakamura actually got to a decision. Um, showed really good uh, scrambling skills and ground skills. There was actually, I was impressed with Breeze being a British fighter. Um, obviously, he's a tri-star with GSP and Roy McDonald and those guys, so his, his wrestling obviously has to be improving. Um, but you it, thought. He didn't do terrible. I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't an Anthony Johnson Dan Hardy where Dan Hardy just ended up on his back the entire time. Like he won the grappling match. You know what I mean? He won. Breeze on the ground. Yeah, he ended up on the on top. We're gonna rewatch that fight. He that's ended, not how I remembered it. He ended up on top. The last. That's how he won. Is at the end of two and three, he was on top. I have to rewatch. Because from what I remember, it was. He got taken down quite a bit and couldn't really get up. No, he, he ended up on top most of it. I think that's the only reason he won right. is because he ended up on on top at the end of the round. Musasi latest. Musasi's kind of a dick after this fight. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, uh, telling latest he was a, a super big drop in competition, that he's top five, that he you know he wants a better known fighter. And well, latest is a pretty – I would put them on equal playing fields of how well people know each one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'd say Musazi and the people know well. I don't know. It depends on how old they are, because people that have been watching for ten years would be like, "Oh yeah, latest actually fought against Anderson Silva." Mm-hmm. New fighter or new people would remember Musasi, but they've been around for about the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not like he just acts like he was so much better. The weird part is too is uh, Amir Khani guy, who's usually super humble and like super respectful, seemed really arrogant as well. So it was kind of bizarre to see these guys that seem like they're usually pretty nice dudes be really arrogant and kind of pissy. And who knows? Maybe something happened that we didn't see, but it, it was definitely kind of interesting to see it. Um, and, of course, Silva Bisping, which we which we already kind of went over. So There's a lot of weird things we haven't talked about in that. The, uh, the knee, the mouth guard, jumping oh, yeah. on the cage, the cage being opened and people let back in with the fight not being over. Dana White saying that he thought Anderson Silva won. The, yeah, that was weird. Um, and we were both happy because we were both bummed that the fight was being ended right there. Cause I thought it was pretty clear that the mouth guard was, I, and I don't fault Silva for it. I, I kind of do. I kind of agree with Michael Bisbing where I fault Dean in that instance a little bit. Um, I feel like at the same time though, it's your job to keep your mouth guard in and it's your job to intelligently defend yourself. Um, if Silva's walking you down, don't point at it and start moving towards your mouth guard. Like, Herb's got it in his hand. Like You've got 10 seconds in the round left. And, I mean... They, they just hit the little thing. Just defend yourself for 10 seconds. Yeah, because he opened himself wide, like right up just for the... It was a nice knee, too. It was so flush. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was a beautiful knee. It shows you how anyone else, anyone else in real life would have fared against Anderson Silva. If your hands were down, you didn't really know, you you weren't really expecting it, and then kablam. You're up against something. (laughs) Yeah, you're on the ground. And he was out. I mean, the end of the fourth. So let's get back to it. You have to intelligently defend yourself. He was waiting for a break. Herb Dean actually put out his hand. And every angle they show from now shows the knee better than it just shows Herb Dean. And I think a lot of people don't realize that Herb Dean actually put out his hand. And I'm about 100% sure he said time. And that and that's why Bisbing dropped his hands because he watched him do it and then started walking to the middle like they were going to be separated, um, and he got creamed. And so I don't fault Silva at all 
at all at all. I think he knows. I think he knew a little bit more about what was going on um, than he lets on. I think he threw that knee intentionally, um, knowing that Bisbing was go- not going to be defending himself. However, um, you got to defend yourself. And I think Michael Bisbing was out. I think he was. I think he was knocked out. He couldn't remember what round he was in at the end of the fourth. His face was all busted up. It took halfway through the third, halfway through the fourth round for him to look like he was actually back in the fight. And then fifth round, he looked like he did enough just to to not lose. But I feel like he won the fifth. I, th- I feel like he st- or he lost the fifth, but he still won the fourth. I think he won the fourth because Anderson didn't push, and I don't know why Anderson didn't push mm-hmm. because he looked like he was. He looked like Chris Levin in there, like he. There's a couple times where it looked like he just Rich Franklin. Yeah, he looked like Rich Franklin. I, that was a comment that I made. This could this could very easily turn into a Rich Franklin fight where he just gets put in the tie clinch and just need in the face or body for you know three minutes. So I, I guess I didn't ask you who, how did you score it? Did you were you three two as well? I, I would like to watch it again. Um, I had two two going into the fifth, which would which would have made me give the fifth round. You had two two so going like, into the fifth. Uh huh. And you had so you have Biz. No, you have Silva winning. I would have had Silva winning. Wow. Uh, Which round? However, in my head, I was like, I think Bisbing's got this. So, I obviously my my scoring and my heart were in two different places. Um, We actually most. Did you see the? uh, Because I said sorry. Because round three, because of the knee, I think won that for Silva. I put a poll out. Did you see the poll? I did not. Everybody, I asked who you thought won the fight and like how most people, I think it was just a slight edge, 3-2 Silva. Yeah. I put a 4-1 Bisbing up, which actually did have quite a few. Other was like 6%, but then it was like 48%, 44% for most people thought that Silva won at 3-2. And that's that's what I had it. I had a 2-2 and then he won the fifth. And to be honest, I'm glad Bisbing won. If I could have had it anyway, I would have given it to Bisbing based on based on him getting need when he technically shouldn't have, even though he should have defended himself. And this is one of those arguments that goes well, it's back to It's not that he forth. shouldn't have. I mean, shouldn't, a... shouldn't have got need or should have defended himself. He no, should I'm... have got need, but he should have also defended himself. But Bisbing, any fighter knows when someone's pointing at a ref and putting his hands down, there's a pretty good sign that that fight's about to be stopped. Not stopped, but separated. I, I don't put any fault on on Silva on that at all, I, and neither did Dean, or neither did Bisbee. No, and you can't. But there's it just seemed a little. It seemed a little tricky. It seemed a little m- manipulative. I feel like once he saw the mouth guard go down, he went after it, like from yeah. the onset. Well, because you could tell Bisbee didn't want to fight, mm-hmm. and I guess that's true too. Bisbee, Bisbee said he didn't want to lose any teeth. But I guess that's true. Which is a pretty funny comment. From a Brit? Con- yeah, he's like, contrary to popular belief, us Brits aren't known for our good teeth. Mine are pretty good. I want to keep them. <laughs> um, one thing that I was super impressed with on the fight, which actually is not fight-related at all, and I also tweeted about this, I thought that it was – I think that if um, Ro- Joe Rogan's contract is up by the end of August and he doesn't renew – I would really like to see Dan Hardy doing interviews. But would you like um, to see Dan Hardy, Mike Goldberg? Yeah. I mean, let's see it. I mean, are you going to get rid of Goldberg? I mean, who else? Would no. you rather John Anik and, and Goldberg? Yeah, no. But Goldberg's just been there for so long. Yeah. Like, he just kind of. He's almost endearing. It's just like that guy. You know, I bet you I bet you Joe Rogan signs back on. And I don't think he's going to. But I think he signs on for half the events. I don't think he's going to. Or a third to. of the events. 
I don't think he's going to. I think he's done. He's over the Reebok deal. Um, and more and more in his podcast, he keeps talking more and more about the problems with the UFC and stuff like that. He's getting pretty liberal with it. And it's just these little slight comments here and there. And he said that he's like, I don't know if I'm going to redo it. Um, I don't agree with the Reebok deal. Um, and he just he, – he's got so much stuff that he's doing anyways. You think he pushes the fighters union? You think he takes on the mantle and pushes for it? I don't think he does anything. I think he he leaves. He be, continues to be a fan of the sport, probably does fight companion. Um, with Schaub and uh, Brian Callen. That's a good point. Schaub hates the UFC, and him and Joe Rogan are good. Fi- they are really, really good friends. Well, that's who all does the the fight Eddie, companion. Edgy Brav and uh, Brian Callen, Brent Schaub, and then Joe Rogan all do the fight companion, and I could see him doing that on Zcast. Oh, he makes plenty of money. Oh yeah, no, I know it's not that, but I mean, like, as far as staying in the UFC, it's not about making money. It's more about. Like how's he going to be relate? Like how's he going to be linked with fighting going forward? Mm-hmm. I think that's that's how. I think he's going to be continue doing fight companion because um, he's he's never going to leave it. But his true passion is stand up comedy. Anyways, back <laughs> to the. <laughs> how do you think his relationship is with Dana White? I think it's great. You think? Because mm-hmm. he's definitely sides with a lot of people that have a huge issue with the UFC. He what? He, he sides. He hangs out. He spends. His well, Dana time White with... isn't the UFC, and he also. To, understands... But to a point, he is. He is because he is, Dana isn't. White's the one that's instituting a lot of of the issues that people don't enjoy. He's the one that takes the brunt of it. How much is it it's for Tita Brothers? Well, they're the ones that actually run the business, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. I mean, I I have such a love hate relationship with Dana White because anytime he speaks, I really like him because he's like you know what. I think Silva won that fight. The judges were off. I and even before that, but and then there's things like the Reebok deal and other things that I'm like, they not or like looking for a fight when you watch some of the things he does and you're like, eh. the Alaska one that I saw was really good. That's the only one that I've watched. Except they didn't sign anyone. So <laughs> there's anybody oh, to be signed. And apparently, the kid that they signed in the next one, the heavyweight kid, mm. is known for, uh, for sexual abuse and abuse of an adolescent and all kinds of weird stuff. So there's a, I think it's Bloody Elbow that's actually like more or less publishing it, so they can get the word out, so this kid doesn't actually get traction in the UFC. I mean, I hope that it's. F- Found it if they're doing that. Well, I, no, I don't because I don't want people were, to get molested. But like, no, it was, I, I hope they're not just ruining somebody's life with doing half-assed TMZ reporting. And then, no, these were like police reports. But these yeah. are, but these are like, I mean, you got to remember, Chris Lieben's been in and out of jail, but for different things, drug use. But this kid actually had there. There was a story of him sexually assaulting a seventeen-year-old. That her story was that he blocked her in the room. Um, yeah, but, then don't fight. But don't this, be in the UFC. That's... Yeah, but this kid, I mean, this kid was like 6'4", 250 in Jeez. high school, like, just, and just an, an athlete. Honestly, reading it, it reminded me of Angel. Fine, no, actually, but, let him fight, sign him to a super low deal, and just immediately, Kane Velasquez. Just have someone trash him. <laughs> just Kane Velasquez, right off the bat. Yeah, man, it's, um, it's interesting. Sorry, yeah, I, we can move on from that. No, no, I just wanted to... I, I, going back to this, I wanted to get your take on it. Would you be interested in seeing Dan Hardy doing the interviews? Yeah, I, I love Dan Hardy. It's not that I don't like John Anik. I think he's all right, but it's he is like essentially like Goldberg. Like to have both of them yeah. on, it wouldn't be very interesting to me. He's the color commentary, not the the fight, um, not the fight commentary. Mm-hmm. And I know I think Dan Hardy does great. Um, I think Dan Hardy gets caught up in the fights more than than than. 
Anik? No. Joe Rogan? Sorry. I think Dan Hardy gets caught up in the fights because I think he's very interested more so. So there were several times in this fight card that he just stopped talking because he was legitimately just watching the fight. I think he <laughs> forgot he was supposed to be like commentating. Um, but his, his fight interviews, I think he does really well. Um, the one difference I think between him and Joe Rogan is I think Dan Hardy would always be somewhat nice or kind where sometimes Joe Rogan will go in there and, and kind of not be a dick, but ask a little bit more difficult questions about things, if that makes any sense. Which is, I'm f- I mean, Anik's not going to ask any hard questions no. anyways. You know, it's like I'm comparing him to what we have. Yeah. I mean, they could bring yeah. somebody else completely in like me. Shell. Like us. Yeah. Where you go. Yeah, it would be a terrible call. I'd be so awful. Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Tyson would be great. I'd be so awful in the moment. Uh, you did good there. Why? I just don't think we know enough about techniques. No. To, to do in the moment, fight by fight, move by move. Well, no, but literally like in the moment, I'm going to – I literally like, you did good. Why? Yeah. <laughs> You won. What do you think happened? <laughs> Look wow, at Banner, wow, yeah. Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, it's interesting, man. The MMA community, I could, I could do an entire podcast on the MMA community. Maybe when we launch our website, when we finally are ready to do it, I'll do an actual in-depth write-up on the MMA community because it kind of drives me nuts. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think Joe Rogan, if he's done, I think – I don't – he's – He's so active in everything that he does. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't start representing the fighters and actually pushing for a union or something else. I don't see that happening. He's almost 50. I just feel like he'll step away. He still he always does taekwondo and jit still and he's friends with Eddie Bravo and I see him I see him keeping an like an eye on the on the everything that's going on with it on big fights doing the fight companions. And just continues doing comedy. He doesn't need it. He's making plenty of money. You know what I mean? He can walk away and not have to worry about it. So let's talk UFC 196. Yes! Oh, I'm so excited! Oh, my goodness. So outside of the main event, what is what are you most Nothing. excited for? Holly Holmes Mishte. and Misha Tate. What about uh, Tom Lawler? Nope. Filthy, Don't really care. Filthy Tom Lawler, dude. That dude's been around since, like, I think he was on uh, Tough 2 or 3. Man, that dude, Tom Lawler's been around forever. He's a big fan favorite, which I never realized. Like, I always liked him, even though he's a, a back-and-forth fighter, win-loss, like, win-loss, win-loss. But he's a huge fan favorite, but he's also just weird as hell. I actually like the Thatch fight. I really like Thatch. I like so, Thatch. So, I guess the, uh, the, the prelim headliner, uh, I'm really excited for that. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for this card as much as I, I guess, oh my gosh, is Diego Sanchez on Jim Miller early, (laughs) the fight pass prelims with Jim Miller? Oh um, my God. Let's get into fight pass real quick. So they've got their new CEO fight pass or whatever, head of uh, fight pass. He's actually making sure that they have at least one decent card on fight pass. Um, to try and actually get some traction. They did lose a, quite a bit of traction when some of the streams went down this weekend. Ours didn't for more than a couple minutes, and it was during the Breeze fight, which wasn't very good. Um, they were doing that more as mercy. Yeah. They're well, like, you don't want to watch this. We're sorry. But Sanchez-Miller, that's the fight that nobody asked for, and if it was a fight five years ago, would have been awesome. Oh, I like it. Well, if we remember Jim Miller's daughter was sick at the time when he, I think one of a couple years ago, and I'm sure she's not completely healthy yet. Give that guy some money. I like Diego Sanchez. I know that it's... He's crazy. 
I'm okay with that. I like a certain amount of crazy in my fighter. I thought Jim Miller was going to hold the belt. Four years ago when he was in his prime, I thought Jim Miller was going to go win the belt. When he was doing the Robbie Lawler thing where he was kind of having his resurgence. Uh, yep. And, uh, yeah, I did too, actually. But that division's murderer's row, man. It's re- so yeah. hard to make to look at Diego Sanchez in the picture. <laughs> He's got this weird, like, Muppet face. He's right next to a photo of, um, let's see who this is. This looks like. Is it Mortal Kombat? Yeah, it looks like Mortal Kombat. Jason and that's Voorhees. Jason. Yeah. <laughs> He's crazier than Jason. He looks a little nutty. Good old Jim Miller. I love him, though. I really I like do. Like, Jim I'm not saying that, like, tongue-in-cheek is about Diego Sanchez. Like, I legitimately like the guy. That dude is just crazy. Which is fine. I have no problem with that. Chaz Skelly versus Theron Elkins. If you look at that picture, man, talk about just looking odd as can be. <laughs> they both do. Yeah. <laughs> the, for, like... Chaz Skelly, they, he looks like they didn't quite zoom in on him enough. Yeah. And Darren Elkins, it looks like they surprised him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Darren, hey, look hey, over hey. here. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> like you got TMZ reported. Huh? Yeah. Holy cow, man. And then Tiago Silva is always a good time. Um, Nordin Taleb, I don't know a ton about him from France. I really like Eric def- Silva. Yeah. Eric Silva is one of those guys that should have a better record and be doing better than he is. I mean, he's... He's had some really impressive fights, and even when he loses, they seem they were pretty impressive performances. I, I don't think he's ever just got starched. He's good on the ground, too. Yeah. Well, he's Brazilian. Let's hope he's good on the ground. And then Brandon Thatch, who looks like he's way too skinny in his picture, and kind of the same same story. Sayer looking super frumpy. Um, well, and what's the filter that they have on that? <laughs> The gray sepia, and, they got yeah. sepia going on. <laughs> Somebody take this on Instagram. It was, they obviously don't have colored photos in Afghanistan yet. Jeez. It's in black and white, other than the green head rush shorts. Interesting that they actually have uh, the head rush. So he must, has, I'm guessing he hasn't fought since the Reebok deal if they don't have a picture with him in, in Reebok shorts. Yeah, that seems kind of weird. Uh, did they drop him and pick him back up? Uh, no, I don't think he's ever been dropped. I just think he's he's been out for a while. I think he's he's back and forth too. But I, I don't think Thatch has any problem with him. Um, I really like Thatch. I was I thought he was going to win, and I thought he was winning the Ben Henderson fight until he got caught. Yep. In that submission, I think I think that they wow are putting him back against. Sayar has a bigger reach than Thatch, man. Yeah, based on these Jeez. pictures, he looks like he's a lot smaller. Seventy six now, and Thatch has got a long reach. Yeah. So we'll, I mean, we'll definitely see. But I think Thatch has got this. Um, apparently he Doesn't has, have legs, Sayer right? has no legs. I um, love those. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a running joke on Reddit. If you ever want to see them talk trash, they always talk trash about how these fighters have no legs. Um, but yeah, it, it shows you how long it's been since he's, it's since he's fought due to the fact that they don't have, they have the Hayabusa shorts on or that head rush. Yep. And they don't have oh, an accurate leg reach. Um, Beyonce, like he never throws kicks. So they just think it's a moot point. You're not going to throw kicks. We're not going to say you have a reach on it. Yeah. So number 13 versus number 14, Latifi. Honestly, I think, look, this is one of those dudes that looks like Yoel Romero. If there's somebody that looks like they're going to get pinged for skipping leg day, um, I think Latifi's definitely one of those dudes. He, I've never necessarily been that impressed with his fighting. Um, so this will be, this could go either way. Um, I would... It, 64 to 50% KO rate. I'm guessing that this one will probably go to decision because that's how these usually work out. 
if one dude usually knocks a ton of other people out, that usually just goes to decision because they don't want to stand and bang. Um, but I was also very wrong with the Derek Brunson fight because I thought it was going to go to decision, and that ended in about a minute 30. So um, this fight, this card, all known names, nothing that really is super important in the UFC, meaning like yeah. none of these fights – all of the people that should win will probably win. Anderson Lawler will definitely be interesting. That could go either way. But they don't really progress any of these guys in the divisions that they're in, other than maybe Sanchez Miller putting them up in the That's top. That's not true. I mean, on a, it's always about how you win. It's it's always, like, obviously, like, if he comes out, like, for example, if well, I mean, they're, they're, Volante comes out and just waxes Latifi, like... You have to look at them differently. There's been tons of times where well, you've come out completely dominated somebody, and they're like, "Nah, like this guy looks like he's now turned a corner and he's a real deal." They're they're 13 and 14, so depending on what happens and how it shakes out, they could end up on the top 10 of their division. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely an exciting fight. They're not going to put it where it is without it, you know, thinking it's going to lead right into the the co-main. Um, Holly Holm, Misha Tate, who you got? Holly Holm. I think. If anyone has any chance of beating Holly Holm, it's Misha Tate. I think Misha Tate is the outside of Holly Holm is the most rounded female fighter. She just she's got to not attack. She can't pull a Kat Zingano and just go full speed, um, which speed. she might. Yeah, she's got she'll go one speed because what ended up happening is Kat Zingano weathered that storm and then ended up beating her in the long run. And so I don't know if she can necessarily do that. Her picture is de- definitely menacing. Uh, Misha's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She looks like she is just angry as can be. But I like Misha Tate. She, um, I feel like Misha takes too much damage in fights, and she usually uh, she's really good at coming back. Like, that's her thing, and she's she has heart. She's got heart for days. But um, I don't think if Holly Holm will land enough that it'll put Misha away, in my opinion. I, and, well, and the thing is, is you can't just rush in there against Holly Holm being a boxer. Unless she rushes in there and takes her down. And Misha Tate could. However, she's got to close the distance in order to take her down. And I I, I think it's going to be really hard to get within Holly Holm striking to actually take her down. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw that Ronda Rousey couldn't even. I mean, and it, well, and that taking that back, Ronda Rousey tried to throw her twice and Holly Holm did fine with it. And then I actually ended up taking her down. Uh-huh. She has a good base. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at her. Look who she's training with at Winkle John. I mean, could you imagine trying to defend hip tosses from? Yeah. Could you imagine trying to to uh, defend hip tosses from John Jones? And you know that she's. In, I mean, I doubt she's fighting John Jones. Though. Not fighting or even rolling. But why not grapple? Why not roll with those dudes if they're the best? If they're the best there is, they're not going to hurt her. If you if you can defend a hip toss from someone like and I'm not obviously he's not going to full on flip her over but if you can defend a hip toss from John Jones, you can definitely defend a hip toss from Ronda Rousey. You know what I mean? I don't know because I mean she yeah, he, his tosses are super good. Misha Tate rolls with the, the guys at her gym. They talk about it. I don't think she's and I think they spar with the guys at the gym, just not obviously the guys going full speed. But like they have to. There's not enough women fighters at each gym to spar there probably with is a high class. John. Yeah, but the thing is, well, is yeah. that Holly's usually bringing in um, boxing instructors yeah. and stuff like that. The thing is, is I think I, I feel like Winkle John is he is the level of coach that Greg Popovich, Bill Belichick, they're doing different things before 
anybody else is thinking of them and they're doing them really well right off the bat. They're not, they're not the first ones to pioneer it, but then also half-assing it. They do a really good job of it. I think they come in with a good game plan against uh, Misha Tate. And I think it actually, it might actually go to decision. I don't think it's going to, I think it's, I think it's going to be some back and forth, but I think I doubt that Misha will even win a round. I could see her getting picked apart from the outside for long, for long enough. Um, Misha Tate, but I'm really excited for this fight. Like I, I, too. I, I, I did not want to see her fight Ronda that quickly, or I didn't want Ronda to fight her that quickly. Um, I think I've made that very clear on the podcast. Um, I'm really excited for this fight. McGregor Diaz. McGregor. First round. No. I think. Did you see the newest uh, vine that they've got with Diaz? Where they're like, "How do you think the fight's going to go?" He's like, "I'm going to." Throw some punches. I'm gonna avoid some punches and go home with a with a pocket full of cash. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the 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 after interview with him and Nate, Nick and Nate, where they're walking to the car? No, they're oh. not walking to their car. They're just sitting in like oh yeah, it yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. a like a where he points to the reporter room. and goes, "You're on steroids," and then gets a big old yeah. grin on his face. See that's <laughs> that's what I imagine they're like in the gym where they're just kind of like silly and because that's the thing you hear anybody from there their camp they really like yeah they smoke weed they grew up in stockton it's whatever but like from what i understand they're did I, they're not terrible guys did you ever hear my brother sean's story about his buddy that ran into nick diaz Mm-mm. so i think he was selling solar or security or something and knocked on nick diaz's house didn't know who nick diaz was should go to the door probably get <laughs> beat up quit knocking on my house <laughs> my door's right there so anyway knocks on his door thanks carson um, knocks on his door. Nick Diaz invites him in. He's like, cool, man. I'm probably not going to buy anything, but you want something to drink or whatever. Apparently they just shoot the shit for a little bit. He leaves. Come to find out later on that it's Nick Diaz, the, 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 the ex, you know, UFC fighter at that time, you know, just getting back in. And he said he was like, he said he was kind of menacing when he first met him. He said, but he was the nicest dude. He said he was just, they just had casual conversation he never he had no idea who he was or that he was famous or anything like that and, and went on his way and didn't find out until later. He said he was the nicest guy. Well, that's the thing is it's like it was kind of like we were talking about yesterday. I don't necessarily think that they're acts that people put on, but their personalities that happen when put in certain situations. I think Chell's was an act. Chell's yeah. like, I'm going to act like this. And I'm not thinking that Connor necessarily has an act or that the Diaz brothers have an act. I just think if they're put in certain situations, they behave a certain way. Yeah, no, they, uh, yeah, so I agree. I think one of the most interesting things as well, not on this, but on on McGregor, McGregor's got a Twitter Vine or video where I don't know where he's at. He might be on vacation or they might be in Vegas, but there's a uh, apartment complex and someone's got a Irish flag and a cutout of, of him in their window and he looks over, they're filming him, he goes, that's a cutout of me in that window. We've got to go. We've got to go knock on this guy's door. And I think he parks, and I don't know what happens. But it legitimately looks like he's just going to get out of his car, go up to that person's apartment, and knock on their door and, and like meet them because they have his, you know, his cardboard cutout in their window. <laughs> and, I mean, I that's something I would do if I was fam- a certain amount of famous. Like, hey, man, that's really cool. I saw this, and here I am now at your front door. Like. That blows my mind. <laughs> just blows my Not only that, it didn't look like it was the safest neighborhood, so they might have to just be worried about just knocking on someone's random door. He probably couldn't care nighttime. less. 
Like when after he was like the whole Brazil thing, he was walking around in Brazil by himself. Well, and I'm there's parts of Dublin that probably aren't the safest, and but I mean that's that's where he grew up. When you're li- but when you're living off 186 dollars a month, you're probably not living in the safest place. I was paying 550, and we lived by a freaking crack dealer. So, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, so they make money. So with that, I've I've got McGregor the as presser, well. who won the presser, McGregor. Oh, McGregor, by a country yes. mile. It was beautiful though. <laughs> he crushed his. The, the the presser was pretty good. I expected a little bit more. Out That's of, what everybody out was saying. Diaz. I thought it was perfect. I don't know what you expect from the Diaz brothers. More than he was exactly just, how he always you're acted. You're on steroids. You're on steroids. What did you expect? Did you? What did you expect from him? You're on steroids. What did you expect? No, no Carson, you're on steroids. I am. <laughs> I'm not denying it. I'm not in the UFC. Everybody, I have no need. I have no reason to deny it. Not me or Nick, but everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> what about the people in your gym? Yeah. Everyone is. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. I, what did you expect? That's what I want to know. I expect the next one to be better. I expect that him flying down the next day after signing all the contracts and him getting into it, I expect from here on out for it to be pretty good. What did you expect? I just want to know like what you would expect from a Diaz brother press conference I, where they're being attacked. I, honestly, I expected him to do more talking. He didn't do a ton of talking. There's a lot of times he just didn't pick up the mic and he just made a face. I expected him. That's what I expected. I expected more talking. Because well, once he like blows his load of all the f words that he can, <laughs> saying that just f you, f you, f you, f you. What else is he gonna say after that? Especially when you're asking him, your two buddies in your gym are on steroids. Did you not know? Yeah. And he just sits there like, yeah. He makes a face like, oh, good point. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta say something. <laughs> that looks so bad. And for then Gilbert he just says, "You're on steroids." Yeah. But I've always been the guy that says that you can't use steroids in a gym without everyone else in the gym knowing that you're on steroids. Like, but <laughs> we also had Senator. I'm not on steroids. Have you ever seen the Cat Williams bit where he's talking? Uh, I was just watching it last night. It's so funny. Senator, I was not on steroids. I got bigger and stronger the older I got. <laughs> <laughs> talking about Jose Canseco, I think. Oh my goodness! So funny. It ended up being a gag of fighting random people. So let's get into the real discussion because we're running we're running short on time here. I would love, like to get more. Into I'm excited. I'm excited for that fight though. Let's. It, I'm more excited than, that more than RDA. Excited. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I it think means the RDA, nothing. But. Yeah, I think the RDA fight would have been more competitive, but it is what it is. UFC 200. Um, would you like to get into to your stuff first, or would you like me to get into my weird random things? Um, so some some criteria that we had. We, we're coming up with who we want to see. Um, this is that's I think pretty fair. We want to see who we want to see at UFC 200. So what? Well, the criteria that we're going off of is I think there has to be two title fights mm-hmm. and. This is going off of 100 again. And then also, if you notice, they had Asia represented. They had South America represented Brazil. They had Canada. They had the U.S. Um, and they had uh, Europe. So we had to f- pretty much fill those roles. So I so then I changed mine a little bit. So here's the other thing that we looked at. We looked at the cards of people that are already booked. Um, we'll just read these real quick. Rockhold, Weidman, Verdum, Stipe, Joanna, um, the 125 women's champion. DJ, um, Dimitri <laughs> Johnson. last name. I don't even know. Chechik. Um, that, that's it. And I don't even know who she's fighting, which I feel bad for. But they're on the ultimate fighter together. Claudia Gledha. Yeah. Gledha. Gledha. I don't know how to pronounce that in Brazilian. Portuguese. Jones, Cormier, DJ, Cejudo, Reem, um, Arlovsky, 
Belfort, um, Jacques Ray, Maya, and Brown. Those people are all uh, most likely off the table. Um, unless Jones st- uh, starches Cormier, and we'll get into that. Um, he most likely will make it. So our criteria is anyone that has at least three months after their, their fight, if they don't get too injured, to p- be potentially put on the 200 card. Um, we know that the UFC wants this, the 200 card, to be as big as humanly possible. And as far as I can... As far as I understand, they want it to beat the numbers for UFC 100, which was Brock Lesnar um, versus Frank Mir and GSP versus – oh, who did GSP fight on that card? Um, it wasn't BJ Penn. No. Um, anyway – oh, no, Tiago uh, Alves. Yep. Um, and those two fights, along with John Jones being on the undercard, um, those – those two fights were the, the highest selling pay-per-view in UFC history. And Dana White wants UFC 200 to take its place as the highest selling. So let me, I'll get into, okay, so let's, I'm going to read this and then we're going to get into your, your picks. Um, these are the names that are not currently booked on any card that could potentially fight. So we've got starting at the lighter weights, um, Aldo, Edgar, Mendez, Holloway, McCall, Sterling, Cruz, Faber, Dillashaw, Barrow, Rory McDonald, Stephen Thompson, Tyrone Woodley, Carlos Condit, Nick Diaz, Tim Kennedy, Alexander Gustafson, and Glover Teixeira. Most of those are lighter. Um, a lot of the a lot of the light heavyweights and heavyweights are all booked. Cain um, Velasquez is also not booked, and for some random reason, I don't have him on this list. So. What you you, mine? Well, yeah, let's let's get yours because mine are a little bit mine are a little bit more out there. So my only problem is is I have the main event Bones Jones Rumble Johnson, but that's pretty much not going to happen because there's not three months. It's too quick of a turnaround time. Um, Unless he gets no suspension, which is slim to none. Yeah, I I don't see that happening. Anyways, I'll give you the rest of it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, so I had Bones Jones Rumble, Conor McGregor RDA, Rory McDonald, Stephen Thompson, Don Kuhn Kim. A little bit, little bit slower. Conor McGregor RDA. Okay, you're just rattling me off real quick. You we have a lot of time. Rory McDonald, Stephen Thompson. Hmm. Which represents Canada? Yes. Rory McDonald. Don Kuhn Kim. Korea. Tyrone Woodley. The South. Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, solid point. Frat Travis Brown. Kane Velasquez. Mm-hmm. Undercard main event, Holloway Aldo. Undercard main event. For the belt or not for the belt? Not for the belt. Okay. And those... Uh, Connor that, hasn't vacated yet. I uh, don't know if he's going to buy UFC 200. And then really you could throw almost any of these other people. You could do Sterling, Dillashaw. You could put Faber, let's, Dillashaw. You could put... Let's say that Lawler does fight fight him. I also do if if that's the case if it's Lawler McGregor for one side. Hey, hold on! I will get into that when I get to my face. That's yours. I'm just saying yeah. because I don't know if Bones Jones Rumble Johnson. You're killing my thunder. Shh! I don't know if Bones Jones Rumble is gonna gonna happen. So I had to rethink it. Calm down. People are gonna turn off the podcast. Calm down, now. sir. They don't have a reason to listen any longer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, we didn't even know that that was your pick until just now. You. Then why did I say rolling your eyes? They'll see that on the the, I, the iPhone over there. <sighs> Give me, damn it! I don't even know who my main event is. Mine's Lawler. Lawler. So then Lawler Woodley. RDA. 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 Khabib. Yeah. 
So here's no, because I want Ferguson to win. Ferguson, Ferguson, RDA Ferguson. Okay, so here here are my picks. That's actually a super solid card. You did a little bit better than me getting someone from each country represented, which makes I also a ton wanted, of sense. I also wanted women represented though, but like. There's nothing compelling that I think they can make by 200. So let me get into my list, then I'll explain why, and then we'll get into, say, Holly Holm to see if she can make it. Paige Van Zandt's definitely going to be on the undercard. Anyway, so here's what I think is going to happen. I think if if McGregor starches... Is it what we thought was going to happen or what we wanted to? No, this is what I legitimately think is going to happen. Oh, mine was more what I wanted to see happen because I don't think that... (laughs) I, anyways, go on. Okay. And then, well, we can we can discuss. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think McGregor beats Nick Diaz within the first round. I think, I think because he's fighting at 170 and they already think he can, they already were discussing putting him against Lawler, that they put Lawler versus McGregor for the 170 belt at UFC 200. I think either Aldo versus Edgar for the 145 or RDA versus Khabib Ferguson's winner, but I think it's going to be Khabib also fight on that card. So that's at least two title fights. If not actually putting three title fights on there, both Aldo and, and, and uh, Frankie Edgar should be not injured by then. If not that, then they put Cruz versus Faber or or Faber versus Dillashaw for 135. It'll Um, be Cruz Faber. Yeah. Um, obviously we know 199 still needs to be filled in. They'll probably get one more title fight on that as well. Um, then I think Velasquez Brown are on there because Brown, we picked Brown because there's no one really else in the, in the heavyweight division. That's not wrapped up with, I said, I said, uh, Roy Nelson, big country. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen. Then I think he's a draw, man. If home, if home crushes Misha Tate, which I don't believe is going to happen, they could also put her on this card and that represents the women. Joanna probably won't make it because she fights at the Ultimate Fighter. I don't. Who are they going to put Holly against, though? I don't know, but I'm just saying. There's nothing compelling. But it's a woman. It's it's a it's a woman's MMA fight that they can get on there to represent the women. The whole thing. It's not representing women. The whole thing is a draw. They want people that that draw. So, I think Holly doesn't draw right now. Paige Van Zant is on the under as on the the card. I think Sage Northcutt's on the undercard. I think um, Aljamain Sterling's on it. Here are undercard fights that I think would work on this. You hold your horses. Lineker versus Garbrandt. Garbrandt. Uriah Hall versus Derek Brunson. Cerrone versus somebody else at 170. Eddie Alvarez, potentially. And then if McGregor doesn't fight Lawler, he can fight RDA or whoever else. But I think those fights on an undercard sell because they already have a story behind them based on right now i don't think that you're gonna get sterling page van zant and no north cut i don't all. think they, I, I don't think they'll have to be on the same one but i think i think page van zant no matter what's on 200 sage north cut maybe not aljamain sterling he just signed he seems healthy he might fight even before 200. Yeah, he's gonna want to fight before um i think actually north cut sage would be on it before page would no, man. Uh, Paige Van Zandt hasn't fought since Thug Rose, where she got crushed. Mm-hmm. I think she's I think she's ready and rearing to go, and I think a lot of people really like her. I do, too, but I don't think she's going to be 200. I think she'll go before that. No, I don't. 
I think Dana White will save her for two hundred. Well, how do you like being wrong? Because I'm because you're wrong. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, in she's not going to be on two hundred in two months when this whole whole card is is there and McGregor's we'll fighting know. Lawler. We'll know. You, we'll even know before then. And RDA is fighting Khabib. They'll announce something very quick with Connor. If Connor if Connor starts, well, they have to wait for the medical suspensions. But if the medical if there's no medical suspension after one ninety six, Connor's fighting at one seventy. No. Yes. People want him dead. I don't know if they're fans of him or they want him dead. It seems to me they want him dead. <laughs> um, it takes six weeks. So it takes six You told we- me yesterday that he's he's one of the only 170s. Lawler's one of the only 170s that he could beat, but then also that Cerrone would have beat him. I think Cerrone would have beat him. But it, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make an ounce of sense. Why not? You think that Lawler has... He has a good chance to beat Lawler, but not Cerrone. If you listen to any fight breakdown from I don't, any fighter, which wrong. I do, they're wrong. They're in agreement that the one of the only people's fight styles that Conor McGregor could use against them would be Robbie Lawler's, because Robbie Lawler is a straight brawler, and technique against the brawler is gonna is going to help you win by taking those those shots and and picking your shots, just like Aldo. Aldo went right at him like a brawler, which is not how Aldo fights, and he clipped him. And because Conor McGregor would be the faster, smaller, more technical fighter than Lawler, he could potentially take Lawler. He could, I don't think he could take Stephen Thompson based on technique that both of them have plus size. I don't think he takes Roy McDonald because technique that both of them have plus size. Tyrone Woodley, if he gets in, he takes him down. He's way too big to, to, for McGregor to get off of him. You know what I mean? Lawler's, I don't think he beats Lawler, but Lawler's his best chance of winning at 170. And I don't think, I think win or lose, he sells so many tickets at 200, he makes millions and upon millions upon millions, comes out, points a freaking money Mayweather and says, look how much money I have, and retires. Because he says he wants two belts, he wants a ton of money, and he's done. No. Why not? He doesn't have enough money yet. Oh. And he won't at 200 either. He could. He won't. If he spends it correctly. And if he no, gets a job with the, and he if he wants, gets a job with UFC. No, he wants money. Yeah, he does want money. He wants money. <laughs> he wants money. He said two thousand sixteen is gonna be his year. It's so great. All of them are his year. So you no, th- man, you, so you think he waits and fights RDA instead at two hundred? Yeah. Um I don't know medically where RDA is, but if for a broken bone it usually takes six weeks before you can start training again. Um, six weeks obviously is about a month and a half. Yeah, so he, he should be fine in that amount of time. Well, he's not having surgery, right? No, he'll be fine. And so I, that's I'm sorry, I was doing the math in my head as I was thinking about it. So um, plus, it's just a bruise. I think your card. <laughs> <laughs> I think your card makes more sense other than the uh, John Jones. I know. I really. It's it's again. I was going off of what I really want, and that's what I want. But I mean, because you are representing each country, and Don Young Kim hasn't fought in a while, and neither is the I Korean really, Zombie. Korean Zombie's on his. That's the thing is, I was looking so hard to make the Korean Zombie work in this, but he's doing his two years uh, military oh, service. Yeah. I forgot that they did that. Yeah, and he's done in October that of would, this year. That makes so much more sense why he's gone. Yeah, I was like, where the hell has he been, man? But he, no, he's done in October. Yeah, they. Yeah, um, uh, Velasquez Brown. Non-title fight, I think, is huge if they can get it on that. They might also put it on 199, depending. Uh, 198 is Stipe versus Verdum. And so I I think everyone thinks that the UFC will be irritated enough with Velasquez and not give him a, a, 
immediate title match. They shouldn't. So it's uh, I, again. It's my. I told. It's my fault. I love my card. Lawler McGregor one seventy. I don't Cabana, even want to see that. Aldo versus Edgar at one forty five. Cruz Faber at one thirty five. Could you imagine all four of those fights being on one card? So you think that's what's going to happen? Because you said oh, no, it's more what you think no, is going to no, no, happen. No, no, is it no, what you no. think or what you want? That's what I want. Yeah. What well. I think is going to happen is Lawler McGregor, RDA Khabib, and then whatever else. Velasquez Brown, uh, Paige Van Zandt versus somebody, and then maybe Lineker versus Cody, um, and things like that. But because. Obviously, Roy McDonald, Stephen Thompson would be dope. Yes, I think that also, um, and because Roy McDonald represents Canada, I think that's a really potential, a, a big potential fight that they could put at two hundred. Who else is big that they have from Canada? OSP, but he's, but he's big not from big Canada, though. but he's not a sell, he's not a seller. Is GSP, he? if they can get GSP That'd back be, at two hundred, awesome. I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, the other thing people were talking about, front row Brian on Twitter. Um, was mentioning Chell's suspension will probably be up by then, and he could fight Anderson Silva at 200. Well, he didn't say at 200, but he said that, he, that Chell could potentially be another opponent for Anderson Silva. Everything that he said on your welcome, and he's been asked directly if he would fight 200, he oh, said I no. Didn't, I didn't know that. He's pretty much said no. That makes sense. I don't, he's he's I don't, done. I, I, yeah, that's what I said. I think he's done. Which would be all, I would tune into. I would see. I think he knows he it. can't compete without TRT. Yeah, I, I, and, and I, I think, think if you asked him directly, he'd be like, "Listen, it's a, it's a young man's sport right now. I can't do." It. Like, I think he would say that. So, with that, um, we're reaching about the end of the podcast, right at an hour. Say exactly. bye to Justin for two weeks. I will be traveling Europe. It's too bad I'm not going to Ireland now because I'd go visit SBG and Niall and Fred and all those guys that we're now friends with in uh, Cork and different Is parts Fred of from, Ireland. Uh, yeah, he's also I figured Irish. from his from his thumbnail that he was. Which I love that. <laughs> the gorilla wearing the Conor McGregor. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I will be gone for two weeks. Uh, technically, we're going to be recording next week after the the one uh, the 196 card. Immediately after, we'll get that posted. And then what we're going to end up doing is I will be gone. So Carson will be having a guest host after that. Um, and then after that, what will end up happening is we will probably start recording potentially from a different location, depending on how things happen. It might take a little bit longer than that. Um Please remember to subscribe and like and share and all of these things at One Speed MMA. Thank you again for listening. We appreciate <laughs> all of you. Really quick. I just barely looked at Zcast and we had a guy messaging us and he goes, Marcus, tell them about the farts. Guys, MMA is great, but can we talk about farts for a second? <laughs> can we ask questions now? We have questions. I think this is a pre-recorded podcast, <laughs> and he just left. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sorry, D, for not addressing the farts. Yanamar's been in here almost the whole time, too, so thank you for being in here. We appreciate the it. Time. Sorry next that time, we weren't more active on we'll Zcast. Be... We're used to it. Nobody showing next up on Zcast. Next time we'll Zcast. talk about the farts. Yeah, next time we'll <laughs> hear about the farts. <laughs> <laughs> so, and with that, once again, uh, remember to subscribe both on um iTunes, <laughs> Stitcher, whatever else. And then, of course, we're on YouTube. Oh, so um, like you guys a lot. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Comment and let us know who you think is going to be fighting at UFC 200. And how wrong Justin is. Bye. I am not going to be wrong. Sorry we're leaving right now, goodness. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.